does life seem unmanageable sometimes? There's just too much going on, too much to handle, cancel everything, stop the bus and let me off. <laughs> there are definitely times where we feel like that, but it doesn't have to be that way. Once when I had all small children, I felt like I just had too much to do, too many things to keep track of. I was not living up to my own standards. I was not where I thought I would be by that point in my life. Everything felt terrible, no good, awful. And I was telling a friend about just how bad everything was. I mean, there was laundry that needed to be folded. My friend gave me a great piece of advice that gave me a lot to think about for a long time. And that really did help me climb out of the pit that I was digging for myself. A pit of a bad attitude. And a few weeks ago, I shared this story inside Convivial Circle during one of our weekly seminars. And I thought I would clip it out and also share it with you today here on the podcast. So grab a basket of laundry to fold and let's dig in. I tell a story in the book. I assume I'm going to be telling a story. We'll see what ends up in the final cut of a friend telling me at one point when I was, I think it was after baby number four and I really was experiencing some baby blues and it just didn't, I don't know. For some reason, it just didn't occur to me that's what was happening. <laughs> but I was sharing with a friend, an online friend. So it was all through writing. I was processing through writing, which is what I do, and telling her my struggles. And she sent a reply back that used this phrase, you need to build a livable life. That kind of took me a minute to process because it's not like she then gave me the step-by-step -step guide as to what that is or what that looks like. What does that even mean? And so I spent several days just mulling on that thought. What, do, what does it mean to build a livable life? What does it not mean? What does that look like? How do you do that? How do you know that you've done that? And as I reread her email, I realized that what she was encouraging me to do was to actually enjoy the life that I had. And as I thought about what was making that seem impossible right now, I realized that for me at the time, there can be all kinds of reasons why people might feel like they're not enjoying their life. But I was frustrated, easily irritated, easily exhausted, and... As I analyzed for myself why I wasn't enjoying my life, when I listed out all the things that were in, like objectively good about my life, things that I was grateful for on a theoretical level anyway, and so why, why am I not, why do my feelings and my perceptions of my life not match up to what I can step back and say, this is good and this is good and this is good. How come my life doesn't feel good? How come I don't feel good? And of course, <laughs> part of the answer is pretty much always hormones. But I realized that I wasn't 
paying attention to the things that I enjoyed. And I was spending most of my waking hours meditating on the things that I did not like, on all the things that basically weren't going my way. The I was meditating on the work that I ought to do but wasn't doing. And my idea of what I was supposed to achieve or the like level I was supposed to reach before I was allowed to enjoy my life was entirely unrealistic. And it's really the other way around. And that's what that phrase, build a livable life, came to mean for me was that I started by spending time enjoying, noticing, appreciating the good things and appreciating some of the small chores and noticing the small amounts of progress that I was making and not setting up my expectations or my filters so that I wasn't allowed to call anything done or worthwhile until I would never have to do it again. Like it was done so well that I wouldn't have to worry about it anymore because that's never going to happen. So then I was sad about that. And so the phrase build a livable life for me came to mean think about what life really is and how can you enjoy living life, which is a process. It's not like a level you achieve and then you don't have to put forth any effort anymore. Really life, living your life includes effort. It's not a bad thing. So like, how can I reframe the story that I'm telling myself so that I am encouraged in the living of my life instead of discouraged because it's all it was all a mind game at that point and i needed to shift my story and taking time to do small things that you enjoy and notice small things that you enjoy even if it's just pausing the whirling thoughts and taking two or three minutes to appreciate the cup of coffee that you're drinking or, you know, just deciding it's okay that the laundry isn't done. I'm going to go to the park with the kids and we're going to take a walk and we're going to get fresh air and we're going to enjoy being together. We're going to get out of the house because we're all just squabbling in the house. And it's more important that we live our life together than that this work over here gets done to my specifications. So we just need to hit pause and go and do something that we all enjoy together. And that is just as important in the big picture as finishing the laundry. And we can come back to finish the laundry having enjoyed life, enjoyed one another's company, we can come back and do that laundry with a good attitude. That's going to be way better, way faster, way more edifying and encouraging for everyone than if we tried to power through and grit our teeth and just get through. That's not living or building a livable life. And so that kind of pausing 
to notice and appreciate things that we enjoy at taking the time to recognize that we enjoy them even because if we just move through life without pausing and recognizing it, we end up having a life that is just grueling. And it's not the life that's bad. It's actually our the way we're living it. It's not taking the time to just stop and notice. And it doesn't have to take a ton of time. It can be 30 seconds. It can be two minutes. And it's a respite and it's a reorientation for our minds and our hearts so that we can get back to our work with an appropriate mentality, with a better attitude, with more energy. So it's a kind of rest to just take the time to enjoy the things that are good, to appreciate the small step progress that you are making, to maybe just take a minute to turn on some music while you do the work or find a good audiobook. These kinds of things that we can do to just appreciate our lives and have them set up in a way where we aren't dreading everything all the time is within our power because it is an attitude and a focus and a mental narrate, inner narrator story that we do have the power to control and to change. Yeah, it's so easy to get focused just on task completion, but there's always going to be another task to do after that. And you just go through that enough. And that's where you get the feeling like you're on a hamster wheel because that is the way that you're living. And living on a hamster wheel is not a livable life. But it doesn't really come down to the chore checklist or that there's too much laundry or we need to go minimalist and get rid of everything. It's really just about changing our attitude, our orientation to our work and to be willing to pause and notice, notice the smell of clean laundry while you're putting it away. Find the things in the work or in your day that you can just stop and be grateful for, appreciate, notice, enjoy. With a million different things to do, it's so easy to get distracted and overwhelmed. But we all know that we are not the wives, mothers, or homemakers that we want to be when we are operating in distracted, overwhelmed mode. And there is a way out. When we feel the stress mount, the distractions fly, the responsibilities come crashing in, we can respond with calm joy instead of panicked overwhelm. Let me explain how in my free workshop, How to Answer Overwhelm. You can register for free by going to answeroverwhelm.com. That's answeroverwhelm.com. You'll get instant access. And I'll also send you a few follow-up emails encouraging you to replace overwhelm with cheerful diligence. 
Register for free today at answeroverwhelm.com and learn how to repent, rejoice, repeat.